Welcome to The Lowdown, KMXT's new daily show dedicated to giving you the up-to-date information we have available on the COVID-19 outbreak and how it's impacting life on Kodiak Island. The Lowdown will focus on the facts as provided to us by local and state officials. During the show, we give you access to local officials and experts on COVID-19 and community actions related to it. If you have questions for our guests, please email them to lowdown at kmxt.org or call KMXT at 486-3181. You can find a list of upcoming guests on our Facebook page or on our website, kmxt.org. Audio from each day's program will be posted on the website. All right. Good morning. As many of you may be well aware, Dr. Zink, Alaska's chief medical officer, is making a stop in Kodiak today with Dr. Eastman from Homeland Security. That's thrown a bit of the monkey wrench into our weekly Doc of the Rock show. But I, we're, today we're going to do a spiritual Doc of the Rock. There's a, a, we're going to have a follow-up on the medical medical issue on a later newscast, but our opening today gives us a perfect opportunity to bring in some of the representatives from our local churches to find out how they managed to survive the shutdown, what kind of changes they've made, uh, if they're open again, if when they're intending to open if they get back, and what kind of challenges they face uh, moving ahead as they try to overcome some of this and bring us all back to normal. So it's the... It's the spiritual doctor today. I really, I really like that. Doctors and, the, and nurses. Doctors and nurses. Um, Pastor Larry Lundstrom from Community Baptist Church. Pastor Don uh, from Kodiak Assembly of God, Oceans United. Pastor Pisa and Michelle from the Kodiak Christian Fellowship, and Major Dave from the Salvation Army. And we're missing a whole lot of other folks because uh, so we could probably do this again. But uh, twenty six churches on twenty six. Yeah, we 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 didn't really. I thank you for for all taking time to come in today. So, for those who don't know who you are and what churches you're associated with, let's just kind of go around the room and you can introduce yourself and tell folks what church you're associated with, and then we'll kind of dive in a little bit about how, what kind of problems you're, you're you've been facing and whether you're open now. Sure. Yeah. I guess I'll go. Shannon pointed at me, or Don pointed at me. So, um, Larry Lundstrom, Community Baptist Church. Uh, been here about nine months and new new on the island, and also a volunteer with the um, Kodiak Community Support Team. One of the volunteers. Great. And I'm Don Panthen um, with Oceans United. Um, my husband is the lead pastor, and um, yeah, we've been here for um, since 2015. Uh, and um, we had a unique merge with uh, Oceans Church and Kodiak Assembly uh, about a year ago, and that was the birth of Oceans United. So, yeah. Major Dave Davis from the Salvation Army. I've always considered us to be a spiritual first aid station. Yeah. Uh, so we, we've been here about uh, four years now. Uh, we were here nine years prior, so it's good for us to be back. Uh, a lot of things have changed on the island. This is just another. Uh... And now he has coffee. <laughs> <laughs> dangerous. His voice is going to perk up here in a minute. <laughs> so our, our congregation is probably uh, 20, 25 if we have potluck. 
<laughs> nice. <laughs> so the the benefit of having a small congregation is uh, it allows me to do a lot of different chaplaincies throughout the island. So uh, I really appreciate the larger churches, but it gives me a chance to work from a different angle. Okay. And how about you folks? Hi, uh, we're Pisa uh, and Michelle from Mui at Kodiak Christian Fellowship. And uh, we've been here since 2012. 2012. Yes, sir. Okay, well, let's talk a bit about your congregations, you know. Where's your church located? Uh, how big of a congregation do you have? Do you have an online uh, membership group? Um, so, I mean, because what Dave, Dave just said, it just hit the light bulb on me, you know, for, for a lot of you, you're having to deal with these restrictions that are numbers. Mm -hmm. But if you're in a unique kind of position compared to some of the other ones, where if you don't have the 50 people, you don't have to worry about it, right? Yeah, there's a, um, we, we did some practical things. We, we don't have Sunday school because everybody sits kind of close for Sunday school. And we don't have midweek Bible study because everybody sits pretty close. But Sunday morning, um, it's a small congregation, and they're just naturally spread out through the sanctuary. And the only ones that sit together are the marrieds. So it's it's kind of a no-brainer for us. The uh, marrieds? <laughs> the ma <laughs> so that's a, you're, no, you're the, the marrieds. Married. Married. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I feel like they've just been singled out for something. <laughs> <laughs> We have about 126 to 136 on our on a good weekend is what we'd say, and um, so immediately right from the start, Dr. Evan Evan Jones attends our congregation, and and based on the medical community's recommendation, we we halted service almost immediately, and um, kind of I actually talked with Shannon at the church about church online, and and we launched church online that next Sunday, so have been meeting that way ever since live stream. Yeah. Um, fairly similar, you know, we, um, uh, I think we run, you know, on a, a typical Sunday, I think your body is represented with a larger number, but as far as attendance goes on a Sunday, um, I would say it's usually, you know, right around 200 or so, but, um, of course I would think that, you know, add a, you know, maybe a hundred or so more as far as your family members, you know, your, your, your body itself that you're, um, connected with. Uh, yeah, I think, um, we, you know, whenever, I think that was March, I believe, right? whenever we had to you know stop our services time's flying i isn't know it? it feels it feels strange but um 40 weeks at least <laughs> 40, 40, 40. i don't know i'm thinking like 57 57 in one year somehow you know or, or um, a million groundhog days oh mercy mercy it's been it's been it's been tough to you know acclimate to this new normal but i think um it's encouraging to us knowing that this is not going to last forever and i think even the number of going from 10 to 20 to 50 you know has been encouraging but it's also not been without its um, uh, limitations and discussions and even even to be honest frustrations you know because you you long so much to have your entire body back together again so even when they presented that 50 then we had to have that discussion of um, what how how do we want to proceed with that and so that was a um, I can't wait until they can you know increase the number uh, a little bit more but obviously with 50 you cannot reach your entire body so one of the things that we decided to do was um 
beyond our nucleus that um, we, we, are, we have to have in order to do our live stream, um, which is your, you know, your, your worship and your sound team. And of course the pastor who's going to speak. So you got like 15 people. It was, no, well, I think when it was 10, we like, we had just like a, uh, um, someone doing the piano and then singing. So, but now that we're allowed 20, it, I think we, it was about 17, I believe is what we kept the number at when it was, when the number had increased to 20, um, as far as, you know, to do the live stream. And then when they increased it to 50, um, we thought, oh my, this is exciting, but yet, oh no, <laughs> how, do, how are we going to handle this? So um, I think what we decided was the most important thing um, was to reach out to our elderly or a little bit more shut in, a little bit more secluded um, family members. So we personally, which we've been staying connected with as much of the body as we possibly can through text and through Zoom and um, and different avenues like that. We've tried to increase, you know, like online Bible studies and even midweek worship sessions just to stay connected with the entire body. But um, those are great. By the yeah, way. we fantastic. we love those so much and just trying to get some different people for the worship um, uh, weekly. But for that 50, we reached out to um, our more elderly, more secluded, um, those that are maybe living alone, uh, and um, we said, hey. You know, we were, they've increased the number to 50, and so we have, you know, a few spots, and we wanted to personally invite you. Uh, and then we even made um, a video as well, and we thought, okay, if there are some families or some people that say, hey, I'm desperate, like, I, I really, really need to be in the building, then we will, you know, make accommodations, you know, uh, for that and make sure that we still stay under under the 50. So that was something that we decided to do this Sunday. We didn't make a mass everybody come uh, and a lot of families still at this stage are comfortable with doing online and we respect that and and um and that and we even had some that were more shut in um and uh, they still said hey i think we're just going to choose online which mm -hmm. is which is fine but it was important to us to at least reach out to them and say hey we are personally sending an invitation to you because you know we wanted to uh, make that connection kids church is not something that we're opening up yet just because that would be too much um uh on our volunteer load that would immediately increase our numbers beyond the 50 limit so that was something that we we are not um having open at the at the moment so that's our focus is the more secluded and shut in and and then we did make a video and said hey if this is something that you'd like to do you have to let us know uh and then so we can um, still honor that you know you you're used to talking right i am you are i am <laughs> <laughs> she's a great communicator <laughs> you got a lot of information boy um, <laughs> let's talk about your church how, what do you guys, uh, what, what's your, uh, what's your congregation normally like, and what, what are you dealing with now? Yeah, we we have uh, we have about seventy five on the average that come every Sunday. Uh, we have um, followed the mandates and separating the the chairs in our in in our sanctuary, so there'll be two chairs at um, uh, six feet apart, ten from the stage. If there's a family of four that comes in, uh, we don't add the chairs, we put them together so that we know that that's the only people that we can bring in. Um, but if, if there's a family with kids, we have uh, we don't have a kids church uh, due to the where we're at today, but we do have the rooms back there for them. If they wanna take their kids and everything is set up for them, they can watch it um, on Facebook or but some people want to be there at church, and um, so we have separated the room so that we can have at least four or five families in the back, and uh, with their own kids and and separated. Okay, so 
let's go back to the beginning then and and go back to when the when the first directive started coming out or either medical advice or a, a mandate from the governor saying shut down you can't have services anymore what do each of you have to then do to communicate with your congregations and what what kind of things do you have to do different to make things still work yeah it's great I mean, I'll jump on that one. I, I, I enjoy communications. We talked briefly about that. It's kind of my background. Um, so we've been set up on mass email communications with the church. Uh, we do that through our website. Um, phone call. Phone call is always the most effective. You know, you talk uh, almost face-to-face texting. And then, um, you know, social media has been an effective way that we communicate with our church. And we, we, it's kind of a rollout because we have a leadership team. Um, the pastor doesn't get to make all the decisions within the really it's our leadership yeah and so we we collect it's a wise council we pray through it and and we decided we would we would not meet um, and that we would pursue live streaming Uh, once that agreement was made we essentially we break out in the ministry teams much like any other organization and the leaders of those teams kind of got the word out to their teams first volunteers and leaders um, and then we rolled it out to the whole church. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a mini communications rollout plan um, organizationally. Um, and, then the, and then honestly, the hard part, I was most nervous about where people were gonna show up on that Sunday. Yeah. We were closed and um, so we had to update the website and just get the word out then externally to say, hey, we're not meeting in person, join us online. Yeah, I, I remember being nervous of that too. Yeah. But were you were you already online beforehand? Only audio recordings after the fact. Um, so it's it's kind of fun for me. I, I used to build church online for churches, so I build websites for people, and so I've done it a number of times. And and it's that whole philosophy of you don't want it to replace church, you know, but you want it to add to. And um, but it was and it was kind of fun that we had no choice. Um, so it was it was pretty quick for us to, to flip that switch huh. and, and go online. So how many subcommittees then do you have? I mean, it sounds like to me you have the wise council, which then has uh, uh, other little functioning roles for what aspects of the congregational health you need to address yeah what kind of what kind of committees do you have like that we're pretty simple um there's four main committees or five so worship you know our music committee um building just basically taking care of the building and um gosh what are the other ones missions community impact so people that are just focused around how we can serve the community uh, and then um, I'm forgetting one I know so but I'll, I'll think of it in a minute yeah she'll uh, call ch- oh children's children's and, and youth <laughs> so they're actually, they're actually the ones that, that have been awesome during this whole thing but yeah so we have um, separate teams that are focused in their areas so you, you got two weeks three weeks of planning then how are we going to continue to do what we do mm-hmm. your, your initial deal is well I I remember. Didn't, didn't you? Uh, wasn't wasn't there some talk about you doing a broadcast into the parking lot? Yeah, I think I called Pam here at the radio station, and I we were trying to figure out how to get an mm-hmm. FM. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of the churches mm-hmm. were considering doing drive-in Drive. worship, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, we've actually did one with P with just a PA with a speaker, and it went really well. Um, but we were thinking, what if we could do an FM radio, you know, low low frequency right there in the parking lot? 
didn't happen though yeah just via the speaker so yeah. it's just drive-in a, movie drive-in movie yeah. Yeah. yeah those are becoming popular now they should be yeah <laughs> they were <laughs> fun odd to, yeah they were great um, I think it, it's similar. I think um, we, uh, whenever we initially had to go to online, I think the, we have a pretty um, strong um, communication line with our body. I think before before this all happened, you know, we tried to, you know, we have our kids directors and worship directors and our first impressions, which um, first impressions is more so like, um, um, the first impression when someone either walks into our building, that first impression that they have, or even the first impression on our social media. Um, so um, one of the things that we did is whenever we had to go to just online is all of those directors then communicated with, um, and then stayed in communication with those under those on their team. Mm-hmm. How are you guys doing? Do you guys need anything? So that was an important, super vital um uh, thing that we did just to make sure that we maintain uh, communication with all the different areas and then um, and uh, and then as the number is going up from 10 to 20 to 50 um, it's just kind of the same thing in some regards like we have one first impressions person who's at the door you know with um, uh, he's great by the way yeah Lindsay you know Lindsay we now. love Lindsay yeah he, he's <laughs> He's spectacular. So, you know, he, he's at the door greeting. You know, obviously greeting is looking a little bit different. So the first impressions team, you know, handles that a little bit different, you know, hand sanitizing stations and whatnot. But the communication definitely online has been a great resource. And then just personal connections mm-hmm. throughout, you know, routinely just to make sure everybody's okay and, and how everybody's handling it. So you already had the streaming platform up, right? We did. We did. It was not at its best. It was not where we wanted it to be as far as the quality. Um, and the uh, good thing with um, this uh, new way is that it required us to, you know, improve on our sound. And so we, um, Patrick Cummings has been absolutely dynamite with, you know, helping our, our sound to, to improve. So uh, he's just become one of the family now. He is a rock star. Patrick has really helped a lot of people in the community. Yeah, you know? he's, he's incredible. So that, that's how our sound has, has improved. But, yeah, we did it before, and now it's just, you know, gotten better. So. So how big is your online audience? I mean, um, I think um, since this has happened, uh, you know, it's interesting with online marketing. You know, you've got your reach and then you've got your views. And so anybody who knows that, like those are completely different numbers. But I would say um, we were reaching, you know, a, over a thousand, I think, on views, um, you know, uh, because on a marketing standpoint, whenever somebody shares your online streaming, of course, that just increases your reach exponentially. So um, I, the reach, I think, could have been even several thousand is what usually um, the, you guys have a great reach. the numbers. Yeah. And I think it's just because the shares, which, you know, we have a younger congregation who's a little bit more savvy with technology so they kind of know the the value of sharing and and um and things like that so i think that helps uh helps the reach and like i said earlier you know we have a you know we have a large coast guard community within all of our church bodies and so um that in of itself increases your reach because when you know someone in hawaii is watching your live stream and then they those friends will see will see that so i think that Mm -hmm. that um increases the reach quite a bit and that's something we'll continue to do even if when the mandate is lifted entirely and there's no number restriction we'll still do our online live streams and we also have a podcast where you can listen to it and on our website um but most people i feel like go to the facebook page to watch it Mm -hmm. yeah Dave? Yeah, we don't. <laughs> no, not that. <laughs> Dave, Dave's, Dave's busy actually serving the people in the community, so this guy yeah. is everywhere. Not like his silence is, is speaks for itself. Yeah. You shut. You had to shut everything down. 
But you're kind of in a unique little situation over there because you have people living right in your next in the an adjacent yeah. facility, right? You're taking care of um, probably have like four or five different hats that you wear, right? Right? In the the church services every Sunday um, are kind of a small, a critical part of what you do, but it's a small part of what you do, right? Well, well that's the main reason we're here. Yeah, Sunday morning, but there's a lot that goes on before Sunday morning. So <clears throat> to tell you the truth, my wife does all the work. Oh. I just kind of sit on the porch, eat bonbons, drink coffee. Not true. Uh, Not true. <laughs> he just sits there and looks pretty, huh? I, he comes in every time <laughs> and says the same thing. That's <laughs> uh, not true, by the way. I've seen this guy in action. Everybody knows the truth. Well, you had to <laughs> shut down. So how did you provide? Did you provide services during the shutdown? Uh, well, yeah, okay, I'm guilty. Yep. Because <laughs> that's why I'm here. Uh, and it's not to be defiant or to be mm -hmm. a maverick or anything. My my thing is I'm available. Mm -hmm. um, I, I didn't invite anybody. I didn't uh, shame anybody for not coming. It's it's not what it's about. It's just about listen. I'm going to open the door. I'm going to put some coffee on. If you happen to be there when my wife sings a song and I share a message, well, God bless you. Uh, I don't have an official word to be open because I, I didn't shut it down. My divisional headquarters got their orders from the territorial headquarters and it trickles down to me. And uh, apparently I dropped the ball. Hold on. We're, we're, <laughs> we're texting God right now to let him know. <laughs> yeah, 1 800. <laughs> 1 800, tell God, right? Is there a guideline? <laughs> um, well, that's an interesting thing because you're, you're not only dealing with state mandates, right? Yeah. But you're also dealing with um, religious mm -hmm. mandates of some variety. Yes. And are you just identified you, you you're coming under the salvation army general if they tell you what to do you're that's what you're thinking yeah i didn't close it so i don't have the, the authority to open i have to wait for orders to come down to tell me so they're not going to give me those approvals until i get approvals from local government uh, the local governments are the ones that said hey you got to close these things down i said all right well, does does the Assembly of God Oceans have a? We do, we do. You know, we we're in a unique situation um, because we have a merge with um, two different denominations, um, which is a whole other wonderful story. But um, we fall under the umbrella of Assembly of God and Church of God, which are very similar in um, beliefs. But so we were in constant communication um, with the bishops with. Assembly of God and the bishops with um, Church of God just to make sure that we're honoring um, what they're asking and everything was always lining up with what um, the governor was saying. Mm -hmm. So we would, you know, even whenever the number had increased to 50, um, we still were in constant communication with the, you know, the, gov the two bishops and just to make sure that we're honoring everyone on, on all the different sides. So throughout this entire process, um, that's been a resource that, you know, we've had Zooms and phone mm -hmm. calls and all of that quite, quite a bit with, both, um, with uh, both of our coverings just to make sure that we honor, yeah. Mm -hmm. well, how about you? Yeah, we fall under the American Baptist Church Association, and um, it's the same thing. They, they give out guidelines to thousands of churches. Mm -hmm. And so we report to a lot of different people, which, mm -hmm. is, which is interesting, right? And, and their guidelines, mm -hmm. their recommendations. It, for us, it really falls underneath local, local city authority. Mm -hmm. And it's an interesting balance, right? Church and state. So, uh, we, but we, you know, we, 
we believe scripture says we fall under our authority so even our our local leadership um to the city to the to the state so yeah and then Pastor Peace and Michelle are over there kind of listening in. Yeah, you you guys have an advantage or the disadvantage <laughs> of not being in the room. We don't want to exclude you. So um, t- tell us a little bit about what you guys have been facing. I mean, since when when the when the mandate came down to shut down, what what how did you provide service to your congregation? Um. Well, our our worship team and our sound people consist about 10 people it could be a little bit more but the nucleus like what don pastor don was talking about is about that number so it it was perfect for us to continue on in that manner as far as the our worship and getting on um live streams uh it's been a learning curve for us uh we started um march 22nd doing a live stream so um yes uh, what we do to communicate with each other throughout the week is we've been going on uh, group chats uh, with our women's ministry and our prayer team. Uh, both my husband and I, we do worship, so we just do all that. They're know. great at worship, by the way. Mm-hmm. Did did yeah. you have an did you have online presence before this happened? No, we did not. Oh. So we just started. how successful has it been? I mean, have. Do, have you been able to continue with the same number of people in the congregation? Do they, or you have, have you had people drop off? We, we've been having anywhere from 500 to over a thousand people uh, viewing um, our, our page. So you're actually seeing an increase in numbers. Is that what you're saying? Like a huge increase in numbers? Yes. Uh, yes, sir. Is it, um, is it, are we looking at numbers from locals or are we looking at numbers from people all over the world now? All uh, over the world. All over the world. Because we have relationship with uh, quite a few people that we came from another church in Kenai and there was, uh, we, we were um, very uh, worldwide, global wise uh, ministry there. And so, and we still bring people from here, from Wales and England and India. And um, so we still have relation, those relationship um, uh, that we keep. And so that's some of it that they, you know, uh, like the online things they share with each other. So it's, I, I really do feel just like what Don was saying, it's, it's on relationship. You know, when those, when you have that relationship, doesn't matter how glitzy your your um, stream may be, but they'll be there because of that relationship. But for me personally, if I watch something that's really glitzy and I don't have that relationship, I may turn, go and watch something else. So it makes a difference with that relationship. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. I, I was going to jump in on that. Don and, I, or Don and I are texting each other. Like, it's it's easy to talk about numbers within the church because that's just how we measure the things after mm-hmm. the fact, but it's um, pastor peace had just hit on it. The relationship is what yeah. we're after. And, Absolutely. and this, this whole, I'd say the biggest thing this pandemic has has caused is fear, you know, um, mm-hmm. and then a feeling of isolation. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, you know, with all of us, whether we're hands and feet on the street, like mm-hmm. Dick, Pat, major Dave and Lola, um, or our churches, 
it's kind of been fun to be pressed in a way to use technology mm-hmm. to stay connected mm-hmm. relationally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. I, I've enjoyed it. It's it's well, I'd say it's very lonely in some sense. Like think about I'm used to I'm used to spending time face to face with the members of our church. So mm-hmm. I, I'll admit it's been pretty mm-hmm. lonely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's brought out. Th- it's a it's an interesting thing because you you. Um, um, I, I, I saw something on um, Instagram where they said uh, it was a, a pastor, a well-known pastor, and he goes, I'm so glad that I went to school for how to handle a global mm-hmm. crisis like this. And I thought, you know, everyone, everyone is in the same situation. You know, everyone's trying to do the best they can with the situation that we had no idea was going to happen. You know, mm-hmm. no one was trained on how to handle a, a church shutdown and how to still connect with your body. And I think if you think holistically, all these pastors and with the pastoral heart, they're all doing the best that they can to still connect, to still reach as their family. You know that you know these churches, they're they're family. They're not just a, a member. They're not just a body that comes. They are family. We're connected. And yeah. And how do you how do you stay connected? So I think you know if you look at it at the heart of it, there were everyone's doing the best they can to stay you know connected with. And, with everyone and serve the community you know, yeah we, and to still yeah meet we, those needs you know it's like it's it's like you guys you, you want to know how many people are really finding value with with radio program and are we offering the right content that people want and find yeah, valuable for sure. and it's the same thing serving the community uh, whether it's a food bank mm-hmm. or um kind of the kodiak community support the major dave and that's major dave and bayside fire department by the way that that made that happen through the EOC request, but it's, it's anyway, yeah. talk about that yet, but. <laughs> so it sounds to me like this has created a perfect environment for you folks in the church community to actively work together too. I mean, is that something that happened before this or is it just accelerated now? I mean, I'll, I'll jump in and brag on Pastor Pisa, Michelle and, and Mark Behenna, um, Pastor, Pastor Mark. So these guys put together or reestablished a uh, ministers alliance meeting, and honestly, it was when I first got here about nine months ago or so, right? That we started meeting again. So that was it was interesting how that started happening even before the pandemic, and um, in a way, the pandemic has caused us to honestly we've been scrambling behind the scenes with our own congregations mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. But even last week, uh, we jumped on a Zoom call with, with the pastors to just check in and talk about, are we reopening? How do we reopen? Um, even late last night, churches were meeting, trying to figure this out if they haven't already. Collectively, the churches were? You know, it's open to the entire community, and some hit them some months, and some are, are not mm-hmm. able to make it. And I think then they send an email out to, you know, all the pastors and say, hey, here's what we talked about in the meeting, you know. Everyone's um, invited. Yeah, so everyone, every every pastor is invited, and you know, like I said, some can make it some months and some cannot, and um, and then sometimes if the, someone can't make it, then they'll like you know, Larry would reach out and say, hey, you know, this is what we talked about or something like that. So yeah, it's it's available to all, and you know, the churches are you know, a lot of these congregations are busy, and um, so um, it's hard sometimes to carve out that time, but I think that they've done a good job of you know making that available to everyone once a month and maybe even beyond that. So do you have a good feeling right now of how many of our churches are actually open or some, how, how many of them are, are still sort of working through things and going to open in a week or two? I, I, I think that people now knowing the number is 50, I think that maybe perhaps they're 
they're if someone's at the door like like you had said if someone's at the door they're you know um allowing them i think pastor pisa said you know they didn't make a big announcement of everyone to come because you know then you're going to have a problem on your hands and that's i think one of the difficult parts about having your limit of 50 is that um you don't ever want to say to someone you can't be there you know that's that's something that we would a pastor would never ever want to say and um and that's i think that's the difficult part of 50. trying to figure this out yeah because then and that's where it required us to reach out to the ones you know like i said earlier the ones that we that need it probably the most um and uh and then just asking them let us know if you'd if you'd like to come uh and i think for us personally that's just been the best way to handle to handle that is just letting us know, which again is not ideal because you don't want someone to say like, well, you have to let us know. But I think everyone also understands that it's a weird kind of situation we're dealing with. And if we're trying to honor that number of 50, then we have to know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way we can, you know, respect I think that. everybody's, I think everybody's in the loop of it. Um, yeah. Even our congregation, I think they understand what we're trying to do and yeah. do our best. Uh, what we have done last week is, uh, the people that come in and that's all we're going to take in and we'll put speakers out there in the parking lot and and the ushers has given them the ability or to either stay out here in the parking lot and have parking lot worship or they can go home and listen to us live um but you know so those are the options that we have put out to um the people who who would come and if they come late Mm-hmm. It's good. And it's, yeah. it's already filled. So are any of you considering adding another service or two? We we are. But right now we're just one service. And because of the number restriction, uh, we want to go ahead and do 930 as well as 11 a.m. And um, potentially, if kind of what Don was describing, if the problem is that we're turning people away, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't mind, I have to talk to the leadership team about it, I wouldn't mind adding a 1 p.m. Um, just to have multiple services and great idea pastor pisa i i i kind of think the drive-in worship is a great way to do it Uh too in the parking lot so Uh yeah but then we're in kodiak because uh once it rains um it's not going to rain here anymore. That's what I heard. have a summer like last summer, y'all. <laughs> People here have rain jackets. I, I, they don't not, care. Not many umbrellas. It's the sound equipment that cares is the problem. That's you know? true. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, you know, the retail people are all like doing all this extra work to try and sure. figure out space. And, you know, it, it sounds like you've already done a little bit in, in your church. How do you have to go physically inside the building then and say, uh, oh, this chair is going here and this chair is going here and there's this is the distance between us and the stage and. I think people know. Like I think pe- just because like in Safeway there's stickers and the, like I think people are really well aware of how far six feet, you know how, you know what 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 that looks like and our our sanctuary itself is big enough that. Um, like last Sunday, it was 47, you know, when we, you know, after um, we had reached out to the more secluded uh, family members. And um, so they just naturally spread out because our, our congregate, our sanctuary is big enough that you can easily spread out 10, 15 feet or more um, with, with that uh, limit of 50. So that was, for us, that was not nearly as hard because they naturally spread out and everyone's kind of aware of what the, you know, six feet. Um, so you've got like a couple pews in between. And so that, that was not an issue. I think as the numbers go higher, 
then you know that might require a little bit more but mm-hmm. with the smaller number it was easy they just naturally spread out with no with more well well above the six feet we're planning on sitting every other row mm-hmm. and you can kind of block and they did that naturally actually they yeah. were just kind of all true. yeah people like their space yeah and i think everyone knows <laughs> like they were like this is this is kind of how you sit for now and mm-hmm. so so what kind of unique challenges do you have then to continue to um, engage your congregation? You know, I mean, what kind of things do, are you having to do now that you didn't have to do before when they could come on Sunday morning? I mean, I'll, I'll start. For me, I've told our leadership team I'm spending now two days editing video. And, <laughs> and it's, it's something I've honestly stayed away from. Uh, you know, I, I know how to build websites, and I love design and arts, the arts, um, but video is so time-consuming. And um, so I've had to learn to do that. So now I'm doing video from Thursday through Saturday as far as shooting the message and then editing that. Uh, but the challenge, so that's just me. I guess I'm, I'm, I'm voicing my, my new schedule now. Uh, <laughs> I'd say the biggest challenge we have as a church are our children's ministry. Um, mm-hmm. we, we can't quite figure out how to have children's services moving forward, it, <coughs> even in these 50 restrictions, because mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're like little neutrons bouncing mm-hmm. around the room, right? Or, and mm-hmm. and so, um, so we're just not. They yeah. can join the family during the main service. Yeah. Um, our children's team has been sending you know, workbooks and activities out to the um, homes via mail and, and delivery. Uh, no more screen time because we're getting feedback from parents that they don't want their kids on screens anymore. Yeah. So it's that's a unique challenge. Yeah, I think kids' churches, yeah, it's something that we can't quite open up yet, you know, as, as well, which is super sad, you know, um, um, because I think that they're eager to get, to get back together. I think for us... Um, like I said, the online connections are are valuable and vital for us. Uh, another thing that we've done before this, um, it was life groups, which mm-hmm. are like small groups that meet. They might meet at the church or they might meet um, in someone's home. And, you know, it might be a Monday. It might be a Tuesday. It might be a Friday or Saturday. And, and, um, and that's something we've done before. So uh, when all of this happened, we actually stopped all life groups, you know, just to uh, you know, out of respect and just, you know, safety. But now that they've increased the number to 50. And life groups get together in like their homes and yeah. do, do Bible study yep. and pray for each yep. other and eat. Yeah, it's a, a, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a variety though. So, like we ha- even have like a work, like Lindsay Knight has a, a life group that he does on Saturdays. And, um, and uh, so we have, there's a variety. We'll have a mom, you know, moms where moms and kids will get together and encourage each other and snack and pray. And some actually have book Bible studies where they will, you know, dig into um, an actual book of the Bible or maybe a book that they have, you know, loved, and then they'll do a study on that. So life groups in general is something we did before, but that's something that now that we're up to 50, we, like, they're going to launch, like, we're going to be having them this week. Anchor Youth, our youth group, is meeting tonight. Like, we're finally able to, to we've been doing Zoom every week with the, with the youth group. Um, and what's cool about that is that, you know, a lot of times youth will come only, you know, if there's snacks, if there's food, you know, if they get to see each other, right? And um, so you, for that age group, you wouldn't anticipate that they would actually come to Zoom very much. You know what I mean? Because it's, you know, you're not going to get all of the other stimulation. And we've had a lot of youths every single week still come to those Zoom meetings, which I think awesome. is telling that they're, they were eager to connect. So tonight they actually get to see each other and we'll still obviously have our you know, precautions and, and uh, abide by all of the rules. But they're going to get to see each other. We have a couple life groups that are going to be 
reconvening this week now that the number is up to 50. And so that's one of the ways that as going forward, life groups will still be very, very vital as well as, you know, individual connections. Um, but that will be, you know, helping them to, and, pro and then launching some new life groups, um, um, which is something that's kind of an ongoing thing that you try to do is, you know, if you have an eight week life group and then, you know, launch a new one. So that's, that's, that's a big one for us. I would say my biggest concern uh, through all this is the uh, effect it's having it on my congregation as volunteers. Mm. The majority of my congregation are retired, and so their ministry is to reach out to, like the Elder House, Bayview, <laughs> other seniors who, who, who are unable to come to church. So mm -hmm. they take church to them. They sing songs and read scripture and uh, you know visit some of them take them out for rides and they just they have their own ministries uh, to elders <clears throat> so they're not able to give mm -hmm. so now they're that's kind of their purpose is to volunteer to take care of others and so now they're not able to do that uh, it, it calls your it calls your value or your purpose it's like trying to do something with your hands tied. They want to give. That's what they do. Mm -hmm. But they're not able to volunteer because everything is closed down and shut down. Or mm -hmm. You can't enter into the buildings. Even if you have a mask, you just can't come in. You just can't. Yeah. So for our elders, our retires, that's kind of a... They put a lot of hours in uh, volunteering. And so now they're restrained from that. Mm -hmm. So my my concern is their well-being yeah yeah i mean that's i think that you're in a you're all in a really unique position to be able to assess sort of the mental health issues that are mm -hmm. are mm -hmm. starting to arise mm -hmm. for sure i mean what are some of the things that we're seeing now that you know you're you're having to deal with as pastors well i think the biggest challenge is some people are good at reaching out and letting you know where they are mm -hmm. and asking for prayer. Mm -hmm. um, but what's surprising is a lot have, have kind of just turned in and, and hunkered down, just both physically and um, from a community-wise, emotionally. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of people are, are just kind of staying to themselves, just a little bit isolated. Um, when I've reached out then and asked, hey, how can I pray for you? Um, then they'll start to open up a little bit, one-on-one -on -one via phone. But other than that, uh, honestly, it's a little bit, uh, I pray a lot. I'd say I pray a lot for our community and for the, the people that attend our church and, and even for my own household, right? That, that God carry us and give us peace. Um, let us not live in fear and um, let us know that we're not alone. Because I think that's the one thing that I hear is, is I used to be connected. I, what's cool, and here's a fun story, I'm a few of our church members um, that I don't get to see a lot that, that are now shut in for what Dave just described. We're now playing words with friends, you know, on, <laughs> on, our, on our apps. And we're not chatting, we're not talking a lot, but at least there's They're some connected. interaction there. Yeah. So yeah. people are finding ways to stay connected where they can, but, but my concern is for the, I'd say 50% of, of our church that doesn't know what to do or doesn't know how yeah. to reach out and be connected, right? Mm -hmm. they, and they just kind of shut down versus creating a new avenue uh, for for us in our in our Kodiak core we have an advisory board which is made up of community members 
then we have a core council, which is our church members. So from those two groups, we have separate meetings where they give us input. Uh, they also hold us accountable. Well, <clears throat> those are two board meetings, separate board meetings, but that's contact I'm not having. Mm. Um, I'm not having face-to-face -face with uh, my board members who are community members telling me what, what we need to be doing in the community or they give us feedback. The core council tells us uh, from their point of view as uh, par parishioners what we need to be doing in the church, what the church needs to be doing. So I, I'm, I'm not having that kind of contact. Um, it's one thing to call you up and go, yeah. I'm, I'm not a phone guy. I really am just not a phone guy. I'm a kind of a face-to-face -face guy. So just as one of my weaknesses, it's just really like uh, an Achilles heel for me to talk on the phone. Uh, so those, those are kind of my concerns. I'm not getting the input that I normally would have. And uh, having the counsel of many has really helped me a lot in, uh, in helping me stay motivated and stay focused on, on what, what other people think we should be doing. Mm -hmm. It helps me just uh, make the most of my time. Yeah. Uh, so I, I value input. So it's kind of a hindrance not having that. And then having a group talking at one time so you have it's not you're not locked up in your own thoughts you got other input to <coughs> help you expand and, and get the right answer that's kind of i kind of miss that so what have you folks been doing to try and communicate with your congregation while you weren't actually having service um like i said um earlier that we have group chats with each other, not necessarily Zoom, sometimes Zoom, but more of the group chat. Some people like audio better than video. So um, we've been doing that to stay connected, of course, texting, um, getting back to phone calling again. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we've been so into texting that, it, it, you know, it's, it's a new thing that we need to really start connecting and hearing each other's voices. Um, that's, we find that has been really, really valuable and vital actually to really hear each other and to stay connected in that way. And since um, we have, uh, they open up to 50, uh, our small groups, which is life groups, uh, has, has wanting to get together. So we've, we've been meeting, um, we opened up last week in our small groups to meet again. And, um, but they still wanna keep the, the mandates and honor the mandates. Mm -hmm those are some of the things that we've been doing staying connected yeah yeah i think um i think for for us you know um beyond having our you know leadership team or even the board at the church and just as many as you can just staying connected you know um one of our goals was to have multiple outlets you know like the say if someone serves on the kids on the kids team or worship team to have that leader connecting with them and then shannon and i connect with them so they're having you know multiple people uh, connecting with them but one of the things that I think has been valuable um, is you you said it well when you said there's a lot of like emotional unrest or even mental unrest is kind of creeping in with this this new thing that no one was prepared for you know mm -hmm. so you know you've got families who now their children are home all of the time and they're now responsible for ensuring that the teachers um, curriculum that they that has been given that they are doing that and um, how do they navigate doing their job while their kids are still home and and so there's this whole shift um, that's brought out that's kind of brought a lot of some 
Angst. unrest mm-hmm. and a little a little bit of unwell um, uh, coping strategies and and um, and I think one of the things that's been really valuable with our leadership team and is just letting them know that sometimes it's okay to not be okay mm-hmm. we get it if I myself am having some bad days and I've got five kids and we're you know we work from home we have ministry and so trying to navigate all that and I'm like wow today's been a, a <laughs> A train wreck of a day, you know, yeah. and um, and just letting them know, like, oh, we get it. Like, if, if we're going to have some bad days, you certainly are, too. And I think giving them that allowance to say, you know what, this has been hard. Mm-hmm. There's been some days that have been really hard for me emotionally, mentally, you know, even spiritually, and just kind of like navigating something that no mm-hmm. one, you know, no one's done before. Michelle and letting him know it's okay. Or Don just spoke a great message this last weekend on this, yeah, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. For, for Mother's Day. Yeah, for but Mother's it's, Day. But it's timely. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's okay to not always be okay. It's, you don't have to have everything always put together and someone saying, how are you doing? You don't have to always go, oh, great, I love it. I love all my family time. And, you know, sometimes sometimes that's a little difficult, you know, Anna. And just letting having them have that allowance and outlet um, has been super important for us. So... How, what's the effect on your volunteers? Have you actually seen an increase in volunteer participation or just a complete drop-off? Or do you have more people wanting to volunteer now? Uh, it it really has changed drastically. I'll, I'll say this. I mean, typically the people that want to do something are doing something. It's, it's kind of like we see in our community, right, or the church. Typically it's 20% are doing the work, you know, for the organization, even sometimes 5%. Yeah. And so, as Dave described, it just depends on how comfortable they are with the tools being used for communication. So we use Basecamp to get the word out about uh, volunteer projects, um, which is just an online software that that lets everybody communicate together like a village. Um, We use social media. And some people respond very well to that and say, yeah, here's the project. Let me jump in and do it. Like we painted rainbow rocks for the front steps of our church or we're delivering groceries or did when that was a big need um, or just talking to people. But some of our great volunteers have just, like Don had said, they're focused on just making sure their family's okay. And, and that's good. Everybody's in a different season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about Kodiak Strong. Hmm. Kodiak Strong. I'm, I, think, I think that... That, who coined that term? Um, Kodiak Community Support. Uh, that happened out of the Emergency Operations Center, which a uh, fantastic job by those guys. Dave can talk about how that started. Um, and then I think it's being labeled Kodiak Strong now, Dave, so it's, it's amazing. <laughs> I have to plead ignorance. <laughs> I've seen I've seen it posted, and I've seen it, but I don't know who coined it. Mm-hmm. Um, the... Kodiak Community Support Team uh, came from Chief Milligan at the Kodiak Fire Department. He just asked uh, if we could involve the faith community into helping uh, to be a support to the EOC. So that's kind of where that started. And then um, I ran into this gym. (laughs) (laughs) And the pastor got got it all going. and then uh, there's a huge amount of uh, excellent volunteers at the Community Baptist Church. So under Pastors Larry's, uh, it just escalated. So where Kodiak Strong came from, I really don't, uh, I have to plead ignorance. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, I'll say on that, um, it's actually all of our churches have got together and we're the first wave of volunteers that said, I want to help. 
you know, because people generally do want to help. They want to do something, mm -hmm. anything. And um, it's really 10% of our church has jumped in, so I can't, we can't take credit. It, it's 100% it's of our community. Mm -hmm. um, it's amazing to see whether it's Coast Guard or the, from the 26 different churches have stepped in mm -hmm. uh, from just people I've never met before have all, uh, I think we had 250 contacts reach out and say, hey, I want to help. Mm -hmm. so. so it was just an attempt to provide support to the community in mm -hmm. a time of need. Mm -hmm. um, and, and volunteers were assigned just depending on what kind of skills they had, right? That's well, it. Here, we've got a need for this. Let's do that. And, and it was also sort of, I, I just saw an announcement from you that you granted out scholarships this week yeah. and that there may be more in the future too for people in the community that are in need. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. We so the Salvation Army has always done a fantastic job of, of taking in and giving back out for the community. It's a, it's a funnel of blessing, which I like to say. And, and just a, I mean, Kodiak Salvation Army is like something I've never seen, um, honestly, in other cities. So props props to Major Dave and Major Lola, honestly, so loving. And it's it's rare to find people that want to make an impact. Um, same thing with our churches. I mean, Pastor Santa drives around, and I, I don't want to share what he does personally, but he's very benevolent with our community. Um, so, yeah, it's just um, letting people say, hey, I'm here to help. And we started off with delivering groceries, being available to talk and pray, which honestly is is a personal dream of mine to ha to just have and it's been for years to have a non-emergency kind of helpline in the community just to be available to talk to somebody right you know you may not need 911 you know to have a fire put out in your home or uh, the police to come assist you you know keep the law sometimes you just you just need to talk to someone and I'd say especially right now you know feeling isolated or alone I've always wanted to have some sort of 711 community system and when Dave called, it was like, it's going to sound funny, but it was like, this is awesome. <laughs> like, we get to try to have a 711, you know, system for our community. So so do you, um, do you foresee using some of these new, some of the things that you had to new, develop mm -hmm. on the basis of this, as we start to open up and you go back to norm, do we go back to norm or do we move into the future with new things and new ways to communicate with people. I think, I think Marty McFly would want us to, to go to the future. Yeah. Back to the future. <laughs> uh, Chief Jim Mulligan at the city fire department, uh, he's hoping that the community, the Kodiak community support team will continue in some version of what we have now. I think at one time uh, we had over a hundred volunteers on the phone lines. So that's been trimmed down, and uh, it'll probably trim down still. But I think the chief would have us uh, try to maintain this support system. Uh, you know, last year we had, what, two tsunami? One was good. Yeah, the second one was <laughs> tough, right? It was a so, test run. <laughs> uh, you know, there's, there's always earthquakes. There's always something. So we want to uh, – we don't want to just uh, – dissolve it we want to keep it a healthy uh part of like your 711 type deal to have that like non you know the foundation's already developed so, so let's maintain that i think that's what the chief's uh, hope is mm -hmm. uh, so what we need to do from you know when this part of it's over the pandemic part is uh 
brought under control, then we can implement uh, trainings and other uh, equipments to find out what we need to continue that support availability. Well, the economic long long term of what's the the pandemic may be over, but the sure. repercussions of what's yeah. going to do to our economy is going to have long term. I don't think we even know yet. Yeah, that's the, that's the scary part. I I feel terrible for our small businesses. Um, and so I'll end on that. You started with the question, you know, the Kodiak community support because of the donations from the community. Um, well, I think as of to this week, we'll have been able to give out $10,000 worth of donations, um, 12, uh, to 12 households just this week, you know, those $500 scholarships to those who have been impacted, whether, whether because they own a small business or whether because they're paying their bills via credit card or not able to pay them at all. Mm -hmm. So um, I just want to say thank you to those people that donated. And um, just a quick shout out to Stephen Shelley Paulson, Larry Watkins, and, and um, Stacy Simmons. They're part of our team as, with Lola and Dave to be able to, to direct those in a wise way, right? To get them back out to the residents. And I think also assessing, like going forward, you're going to, we're going to find some things like those that have went online and they weren't maybe weren't going online before or or saying hey even though maybe things whatever the new normal is going to look like um saying hey we want to keep doing some things and then also just assessing the need you know um and and then filling those gaps you know say okay well this is no longer needed as strongly as it was before it. but now this is needed or let's still keep this line open so i think just being flexible and willing to kind of go with the flow and mm -hmm. just saying, okay, now let's assess what are the new needs and then let's make sure that we fill those for the, for the community. That's it. So are, do you, you folks think you're going to, you're going to continue doing, uh, doing and building a congregation through online services? Yeah, we're going to keep both, uh, as we pursue and as we continue on. And, um, again, some of our friends from, uh, um, internationally still um, appreciate what we have um, uh, put on. So, yeah, we're going to continue on. My kids don't live here in Kodiak, and they've been wanting us to be online for the longest. So uh, <laughs> this kind of pushed us to get there. This is a great way to connect with people, and it's a great way oh, to connect with a community. For mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. There's been, we've we've ha heard this from several different people. You know, you have um, families that belong to specific bodies of church. And they said it's been so fun for them um, to still belong to a specific body, but they said they've been able to watch um, online. They, we've been, we watched four online services this morning and said it was so fun for us to be able to see, uh, you know, different churches as well as their own body they're connected with. And I'm, I'm certain that when, when the number goes higher and they're allowed to meet, they're going to, you know, go back to the body that they belong to. But they said in this, they've been able to enjoy several different services. And, and I think yeah. for them that that's been enjoyable and a unique blessing for them mm -hmm. from what from what we've heard. So, so if somebody had some seriously good video skills. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm ready to hand that off. Somebody. <laughs> Are you getting to be a star at it? I don't know about that. Oh. I mean, what? Talk, talk me through that process. I'm really interested. I mean, you're from what you normally just went and prepared for and then delivered on Sunday. Now, how much more work is there for you to create the online presence? And do you think it's as valuable as the, you know, just getting up there and, 
and doing it in front of a congregation. Yeah, I think it's hugely valuable. Um, people today have a lot of anxiety about the church, right? And a lot of misconceptions about what happens inside the, those buildings, you know, and those people and that, you know, are they weird? Are they, <laughs> are they weird like me, right? Are they normal? Are they? And, and so I think online gives a window of what actually happens inside the church and maybe can answer some questions and bring down some of the, the anxiety. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, there's an investment in the technology platform. That's, that's its own hurdle as, you know, Don describes just, you guys know getting quality audio is a big deal. <laughs> we take that for granted. It becomes like an invisible thing, but it takes a lot of resources and time. And then just putting the, the media together weekly. Um, so I'll shoot like on a Thursday afternoon and I've done it out at the float plane docks or I've shot out on near Island several times, or even on the, the sh boat docks last week and all of our ships are getting ready for the red season, you know, fishing. And I get to learn, right? I'm learning as I'm out in the community. So I'm, but I'm shooting that takes 20 minutes. Then I go home and I spend another eight hours, right? Just, yeah. Keep, and then, and then I'm fielding that from our kids ministry as well as other ministries, loading it to prepare it mm -hmm. for Sunday morning. So what's cool on Sunday morning now, I get to just pray for people and chat with them online while I'm listening to myself. And it's terrible <laughs> to listen to yourself, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> no one uh, wants to listen to that. Good idea. But yeah, so I, so I downloaded Adobe Premiere Pro and I, I thought, okay, I've got to learn this. And that I think that was the most intimidating part is learning how to edit video on the fly because you had to. But it was fun. So you spend like two days to give you six minutes. Is yeah, that, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, much like radio, right? Well, <laughs> but then you last forever because there. Do you have like a church Netflix on demand on our <laughs> website? You can actually mm -hmm. you can actually download and mm -hmm. watch the media mm -hmm. however you want to. Yeah. No, but yeah. you said you're you're listening to churches from different places. I mean, how would you? Well, with live stream, and we we've got podcasts, and then you can also go to the website and listen to it as well. But as speaking specifically, like for Facebook, you um you live stream, and then when the live stream is over, then um then it's still there. It's still there on your Facebook page. So let's say you like you know you you missed you missed hours, and you know you went on a walk or something. You can always come back in the afternoon, and you can still view the the mm -hmm. the. Um, the live stream so mm -hmm. it doesn't I mean being there in real time is really cool and that's some, you know a lot of our family members like to do but then you can also view it afterwards as mm -hmm. well so um, so I think that's what a lot of them have been doing and I think what's really good is just recognizing that you know a church like our church like collectively with the name with the word church the churches of exist mm -hmm. yeah they exist beyond the four walls you know it's we're and I think that's one great reminder that a lot of the the bodies are getting the, that that um, same theme is that these we exist well beyond, uh, you know, uh, uh, four walls, and that we can still be connected, we can still reach out, and we can still grow in the Lord um, beyond the, those four walls. The church and isn't then, closed. Yeah, yeah, the church has never been closed. You can still reach out. You can, you know, we've had a lot of little drop offs. You know, where they drop something off at the and you're in the front step, and just you know, like that little love and that little you know connection, but. Um, it's never been, regardless of this current situation we've been in, it's never been about the four walls. It's always been about, you know, whether you're in the, in the building, out of the building, have no connection to the building, you know, the goal is for everyone to be growing in whatever spot they are in their life, you know, and that's a good reminder that it's well beyond a building. I honestly, I, the reason why I say fun earlier, I, I think it looks more like what Christ did with his disciples in the beginning. 
like if you read the book of John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, or the or Acts, the launch of the church, they didn't have a building. You know, they they literally went from town to town just talking about God and the kingdom and what's to come. You know, and um, they did life together. They ate together a lot. Um, they had fun together. Um, but they they served they've served people. They loved one another, and um, that's what I personally think has been fun because the church has never been a building mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and this t this time has reminded us that we're not a building mm -hmm. we're just right. people who mm -hmm. love God and, yes. and want to love each other yep. yep love God love people is so we're looking at a big coffee pot and a basket of flatbread <laughs> right <laughs> that's right let's do it well pastor, pastor pizza actually had a great idea he said he said, hey, what if, and it's because we've been meeting together. He said, what if we all meet at Baranoff Park once this thing is done and we celebrate together? Have good food, good music, you know. You know, I, I'm hearing that from a lot of people, that they're waiting for that day to come. And there's a lot of community out there that wants to have yes. that chance to do that celebration. So yes. yeah. I love it. Um, I, I think I'm just going to let you all, like, have a last word before we close today of, you know, what's what's on your mind right now and what you want people to know? Yeah, we we left you until the end. What, how about you folks go first? What was the question again? Sorry. <laughs> well, because you, you froze. You froze. It cut out. It cut out. Oh. Um, you're the last word. You get the last word. What's on your mind? Where, where do you see the community going? Uh, you know, what do you see positive in the future for your church? Um, uh, positive wise, I, I appreciate every pastor and leader of the of Kodiak and the people of Kodiak. I just appreciate how we can all come together and encourage one another and strengthen one another. And even though we help people even cross um, uh, building wise, but there's still people, there's still people that has a heart that are in need. And what Larry gives, what Don gives, what Dave gives, uh, it's something that we can celebrate that we are bringing in spiritual help to help one another. Uh, there's no competition in it. Uh -huh. We just wanna see our island to uh -huh. get healed and to yes. get better. Yes. Um, and I do appreciate all of you uh, for for doing that for our island how church is going to look like uh it's unseen i think yeah. it's a mystery of god that's going to happen in the future whether it be on uh online or whether it be uh live uh it's just going to be a celebration of one another and continue to encourage one another in the things to come mm -hmm. and we pray that the kingdom come on kodiak as it is in heaven mm -hmm. god bless you thank you yeah, I'll say what's been on my mind the last several weeks and even this morning is a great book by Bob Goff called Love Does. And what's cool is he's kind of flipped that term of let's do for one what we wish we could do for everyone. Instead of the, well, if I, if I do it for you, I have to do it for the rest of them. So what if we said, you know what, I'm going to do for this one That's person good. what I wish I could do for everyone. And But what if we all did that? Yeah. You know, and, I, and so that's what I love about what Major Dave has been doing, even the phone call about the Kodiak volunteers. Like we have a chance as, you know, as the church, as a community, just to, just to take care of one another. Mm -hmm. uh, I think, you know, for me, I'm thinking of um, just as we move forward, just like Pastor Pisa was saying, 
you know, I don't think anyone knows what it's going to look like. So <clears throat> going forward, just, you know, um, just like on, on our bad days and, <clears throat> and just speaking to the radio audience, on your bad days, you want a lot of grace and understanding. And, and just going forward, as you see your leaders trying to navigate what this new norm is going to look like, extend a lot of grace and, you know, and a lot of patience, you know, as, as everyone's trying to navigate how to get everyone together and, and, uh, and just maybe um, seeing the, the good of being able to connect and seeing the good in, in um, this temporary season that we've had where we've kind of had to hunker down and, and um, finding the things that they thought were good and bringing that into the, to this next new normal of what it's going to look like is to keep some of those things maybe as a forefront, like maybe handwritten letters and mm -hmm. those personal connections that maybe weren't happening as much before. And, and then I think the last thing that I've been thinking of is um, I think we've had to be okay with being so isolated that it's almost um, given the temptation to stay isolated, mm -hmm. uh, to stay not nearly as accountable with other people sometimes. So um, as this is be, as this is more lifted as far as man, uh, numbers, um, don't don't um, stay isolated. Mm -hmm. Don't don't think. Well, I'm actually okay. I'm actually pretty okay with just watching online and being distracted in my house. And you know, um, the body that you were connected with before stay connected go go you need to go back you need to be physically with other people so once those mandates are lifted and that allowance is there you need to be physically connected with there's health being connected so i would just encourage them like don't think that oh we're actually okay we're just going to stay doing online you know for for the we're actually okay with that that there's it's tremendously valuable and healthy for you to be connected with other you know believers and maybe if you say hey i've never been to church this is a great time to go and and find that connection again so um to not to not shy away from that is to stay connected. I'm gonna have to say the two things that are in my mind at this moment is I was driving down the road and I saw a father and son playing catch. Mm -hmm. I have not seen that in I don't know how long. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, the other thing I was thinking of is uh, Pastor Larry was talking about uh, if, if I could do for one person what I wish I could do for every person I gotta tell you, I, uh, I'm very humbled for my little spot. I actually receive those gifts and donations where the persons are making, they're giving me the tools, they're giving me the donation that helps many, mm -hmm. but they're giving it, they're putting it in my hand. Yeah to make sure other people get it. It is such a humbling fact that they can't spread that donation to all the people, but they can give it to one person to make sure it gets divvied out. Uh, I gotta tell you, uh, it'll bring tears to your eyes. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a big thing. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty powerful. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of very generous people here on the mm -hmm. island that are trying to make sure that uh, our community is healthy and. Mm -hmm. And uh, get through this, and the amount of and the types of donations are just uh, a whole gamut. Whether it's a storage shed, or whether it's a a piece of furniture, or whether it's a large cash donation, uh, it's it's very humbling to be sitting in this little chair mm -hmm. and uh, to be that point of contact. I I cannot tell you just how humbling that is. Mm -hmm. Thank you all. You know, as we move into the future, you're all doing great work for our community. We appreciate what you're doing and uh, yeah. wish you the very best. Stay safe. And, uh, Thank you. You know, I, I'm really, I'm just wowed at the, the ability for you to 
reach out beyond the island to to people that used to be here. That's just a great connection mm-hmm. of building a community that extends beyond our local community. That's that's great. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Mike, could, I, could I say a blessing over everybody? Sure. Lord, we just pray uh, a blessing yes. for all those who are listening. We just pray, Father, that you will meet every need. Help us uh, throughout this community to help one another, that we can encourage one another. And those who are in need, Father, let us be there for them. Uh, I pray that they make their needs be known so that we can be the first responders to help them physically, mentally, and spiritually, Lord. I just thank you for this program. Pray your blessing upon them. Yes. Thank you for Mike and Pam yes. and this radio station in Jesus' name. Amen. Spiritual doctors in the house. Spiritual doctors are out of the house. We'll be back again tomorrow. We'd really like to say thank you, KMXT, for giving us this chance. Yeah. Yes. Appreciate it. You all have a lovely day and go out and enjoy yourself. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. you.